Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. And boy, do we have an episode for you today. We do. We have put this off. We have (laughs) planned. We have talked. We've talked some more. And I mean, we're kind of joking, but we're going (laughs) to have have sex talk today. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, though. We've all asked this question. Yeah. Multiple times. How far is too far? So we're going to talk all about that today. Yes. But first, a couple things. We're going to put it off a little longer. we're going to put it off a little longer, (laughs) as long as we possibly can. No, so you guys, I know we say this all the time, and it's so cliche, but y'all have been so supportive of us as we have been on this podcasting journey the past year or so, and have just been great and sent us all these really sweet messages and told your friends about it and we just love that so much and we so appreciate it and we want to continue to be able to produce content that's helpful for y'all that's practical it's easy to follow as you are walking through dating and relationships just like we are we would love for you to partner with us as we begin to well not begin to as we continue to create that kind of content and one of the ways that you can partner with us is through Patreon, mm-hmm. which we've talked about this a little bit already, but if you go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, mm-hmm. there's a resources tab at the top. You click on that and that will take you to our Patreon page. And basically what that is, it's a way for you to partner with us to get exclusive content, behind the scenes, looks at things. You get early access to all the episodes. As you're doing that, you're supporting this podcast and mm-hmm. what we're doing so that we can continue to give you guys as many resources as we yeah. can. So check out that page. There are a bunch of different options for you. We wanted to make this available to as wide a range of people as Mm -hmm. possible. So you can pick a level that you want to choose to support us if you choose to partner with us in that way. And you'll get a different plethora of resources and perks by doing that. You get, like I said, early access to our content each week. You get access to a Q&A video we're going to do once a month just for our partners. Mm And you have access to some of our online dating resource kit pieces. That's not the right term, but you know what I'm talking about, where we have done breakdowns of different dating sites. We have told you how to set up your profile, what pictures to choose, how to get conversations started, how to stop talking to someone, because you know you're probably (laughs) going to have to do that once or twice. And so there's just so much available for y'all. And we... And there will be more. Yes. We're not going to stop here. You know, we're going to keep creating different resources. As you guys ask questions and different things come up, we will continue to create content that will be on that page and it will be exclusive to our partners. Yes. We want to give y'all some perks for those of you who have been super faithful and who are listening every week and who are tuning in and who are messaging us on Instagram and sending us emails. This was our way of, okay, for those people, how do they get even more involved? And this is the way to do that. So like I said, lookingforthemiddle.com, click on the resources tab and everything you need to know is right there. So be sure to go check that out. Now for our question of the day. This is is not the other question of the day. No, it's not the other question. Not how far (laughs) is too far. That, oh man. Okay. A little bit of a light-hearted question. We actually did a Q&A. Bethany and I went to the beach last weekend for a wedding that I was invited to. And we did a little Instagram Q&A for the six-hour drive there. And somebody sent in the question, what is your favorite part of a wedding? Which is such a fun thing. It's such a great question. So, Bethany, for those yes people who didn't see our answers on Instagram, if you did, I'm very sorry, but good for you for reading it. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite part of a wedding when you go? My favorite part? I had to think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. I just love weddings. So, yes. 
I had to like think about it for a minute, but I think my favorite part is the vows. And I love, I know it's kind of like opposite of most people these days, but I love the traditional vows. Like I don't want to write my own vows. The reason is I just think there's something so romantic about saying the same words that people have said for hundreds or thousands of years as they get married. And just like, I don't know, there's just something so cool about that. And so I love sitting there and hearing the, you know, sickness and in health for better for worse like all those things those same vows that everyone has always said I just love that I think that's really sweet I never really thought about it that way until you said that because I am on the side of I want to write my own vows but I love that too oh I I think there's anything wrong with no I don't either I think obviously everybody does their way differently but I never thought I'm like oh my gosh that's so true that's really cute that and just like Mm -hmm. you said romantic that it's been this ongoing thing for however many years. My favorite part of a wedding, which yes, I realize this is what Katherine Heigl said in 27 Dresses. <laughs> I thought of this before she said it. I'm not trying to take credit for it. I'm just saying it was original thought. <laughs> I love watching the groom's reaction yeah. when the bride walks out and oh, it gets me every time. And because most of the time the guys cry, which I just think is adorable. <laughs> but the guy at this wedding, he didn't cry. He held it together really well. But I just love this, like, they get choked up uh-huh. and they're just so, it's just a sweet little moment because everybody's looking at uh-huh. her, but then she's looking at him and like, yeah. he's, oh my gosh, it's the sweetest thing ever. I just, oh, I just love weddings. I know. They're so cute. <laughs> so great. So anyways, that was a good question. Yes. Fun. Okay. So now we have waited long <laughs> enough and kept you people in suspense okay. for too long. So let's talk about how far is too far. And we've joked a lot, but I want to say we take this seriously. Oh, definitely. We just joke around when things are awkward. (laughs) So (laughs) there's that. Uh, No, but for real, we do take this seriously. It's a very important topic. And so we, part of the reason we put it off and delayed it a little was so that we could really give it the weight that it was due. And so that's kind of setting the stage. Now let's dive in. So I googled that question just out of curiosity how far is too far that's all i put in there that just that oh gosh and two and a half billion results came back and i was like okay it's a pretty generic question so let's see if they really those two and a half billion results seem to be along the lines of what i was looking for Mm -hmm. and they were i went next 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 several pages on google and every single one of them was christian resources trying to answer this question well, except one. There was one that was from, like, DoorDash asking how far was too far to, like, have food delivered <laughs> to you. So there was that. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. But anyway, just about the only thing they had in common, as the ones I read, was that they didn't really have anything in common. I when it came to their imagine. answers to this question. The answers range from don't do anything with someone that you wouldn't do with your biological brother or sister, because they're your brother or sister in Christ, up to kissing is fine, but just don't make out. To, as long as you're not thinking about sex, it's okay. To, just don't have sex. We wonder why so many people ask this question. (laughs) Yes, we get asked this a good bit. And trust me, we know there's a lot of information out there, obviously. And a lot of it can appear to be conflicting. It's a sensitive issue. And we've, like we said, been a little hesitant to talk about it because we don't want to muddy the waters any more than they already are when it comes to the answer to this. Now, one thing I will say is it doesn't have to be super muddy water. Because really, you should be going to scripture. These other resources are great, but if they're not pointing you back to what God says in the Bible, then be hesitant. 
mm-hmm. to to really look at them. And with us too, if we're not pointing you back to the Bible and saying, this is what God says, this is why we're saying this, then disregard us too. Yeah. Well, and that's the nice thing as far as, yes, we realize scripture doesn't talk about dating. We've been very upfront with that since we started this podcast, but scripture does talk about sex mm-hmm. and sexual immorality to an extent. So there's a little bit more to work with here. Oh, there's a, yeah, definitely. But, comparatively speaking, there's a lot more. Yeah. We have nothing <laughs> when it comes to dating. But yes, the overarching, I think, thing we're going to keep going back to is it's so important for each individual person to go to scripture and say, okay, what do I, what are my convictions about yeah. this based on God's word and what he says? So I think it's important to point out too, there, I think, are two different camps here when it comes to people who ask this question. There are the people who are saying, okay, how far is too far? Because I want to tiptoe the line as close as I can so I can do as much as I can without actually sinning. And then there are the people who I think are asking the question because they genuinely don't want to do anything they'll regret. They're like, okay, what is the line? Because I really don't want to cross yeah, it. Yeah, I have a sincere I don't... Yeah. Yeah, desire to obey the Lord. Exactly. Yeah. So we're not saying, oh, how dare you ask this question. No. We've all, oh, I'd say probably 99% of people have probably asked this yes. question at one time, whether out loud or just to themselves wondering, okay, where's the line? Mm-hmm. So we don't want it to come across as, you know, we're going to talk about the heart behind the question and kind of reframing the question in a sense. But I think it's important to figure out first, okay, which camp am I in here? You know, am I just wanting to tiptoe the line or am I really just trying to honor the Lord in my relationship and then move forward into everything else we're going to talk about? Yes. So, Bethany, how do we talk about a little bit just how we're going to look at the question okay. in general? Because we're not probably going to give people as black and white of an answer as they're hoping no. that we do. No. And I think if you're coming here looking for a list of things just a quick list of do's and don'ts, then you're kind of starting off on the wrong foot because this is so much more than just rules. It's your heart attitude about so many things. And I think I read somewhere that the value you place on this and really anything, the value you place on following the Lord and obeying his word shows the value you place on God. And so this is a really a big area that that reflects because it's so countercultural. But I think the answer to the question is to reframe the question. Like you said, the the answer to this question is to ask a different question. Mm -hmm. Because if you're thinking about that, how far is too far? What you're really asking is how close to sin can I get without actually sinning, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. basically what you're saying. It's like, yeah. okay, I know this is obviously very wrong. This is, you know, if we're saying sex before marriage, which we are, not if, mm-hmm. is wrong, then how close to that can I get but not be wrong? Yeah, no, you're right. It sounds silly, but what other things would you, would that fly with? <laughs> you know, okay, so yes, officer, I, I realize that I'm in trouble, but how close to lying to you can I get without actually it being a lie? Like, I just want to know, like, no, you don't do that. Or, you know, okay, so I took this from the store. How long can I keep it before it's technically stealing? We sit here and we're like, well, that's dumb. Like, those, that doesn't fly. So why is it different when you're asking for this. I think the question should be turned around with anything. And it's not how close can I get to sin without actually sinning, but how close to the Lord can I be? And how much like Jesus can I be in this situation? The Bible says to 
we're called to be holy because God is holy. Not be as close to sin as you can without sinning. There's nothing in scripture that sets a pattern for getting as close to sin as you can. No, it says to flee immorality. The story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife, where she's trying to like frame him for, she's trying to seduce him and then she ends up framing him. He flees that situation to the point that like she's holding on to his tunic or jacket or rut, whatever. And he just basically shimmies his way out of it it and runs. That's how much he wants to get away from that. So is that your hard attitude when you're coming to this issue? Or do you want to know how close can I get and technically still be okay? So I think that's where you have to start and totally turn that question around. And then it makes the answer looked totally different. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think another question you can ask yourself too, or that you should ask yourself is, you know, what are you looking to get out of this relationship, especially when it comes to the physical aspect of it? Are you just wanting pleasure in the moment or, you know, self-gratification? Are you wanting to get your needs met or quote unquote, you know, whatever that looks like, you just wanting to feel good and someone to make you feel good by engaging in whatever physical activity or are you looking to love and honor the person that you're with and honor and obey the lord and yeah and honor the lord because yes the physical aspect of a relationship is present and it's important but it's not everything and your entire relationship should not be so wrapped up in the physicality of everything that you're forgetting hey i'm with this person because i love them and because i want to honor them and because i ultimately want to honor the Lord with how I treat them because I am commanded to love others as Christ loved me. And that is a selfless, sacrificial, honoring, servant-hearted love Mm -hmm. to someone else. And just a little tip here, if it works out with whoever you're with, you're going to get to do everything eventually. So (laughs) I know that sounds like kind of not dumb, but obvious, but I don't always think about that. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? There is a time and a place for this. And, right. And it doesn't mean that I will never be able to do this. Mm-hmm. It just means there is a correct context yeah. for it. And that is something worth waiting for. And in that context, it is a very good thing. Oh, totally. Like, it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just not here at this place in this context. It's not how God has designed it. And he created marriage. You don't go to, and I mean, I'm not trying to like bring it down to a human level, but sometimes you need to just really think of it in a kind of, I guess, more tangible way. Sometimes you wouldn't go to some artist or sculptor or whatever and be like, hey, you did that painting wrong. Just because you don't like how they did it doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It means you need to adjust your perspective. Maybe you're not seeing what they're seeing. Maybe you're not seeing it through their lens, whatever it is. In the same way, God created marriage. So you're not, so if you're not going to go tell this human painter or something, you're certainly not going to go to the God of the universe and say, Hey, I don't like how you did this. You need to change your perspective. You need to change how you're viewing it. And that lens, that way you're viewing it is through scripture, through conforming your heart to be more like his. That's so true. I'm really glad you said that because I remember being in my 10th grade health class. I went to Christian school, y'all. So we talked about these things a little later than most schools, but we had a guest speaker come in and talk to us about sex. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I ever remember hearing someone say, hey, sex is a great thing. Because I feel like in an attempt to keep people that aren't married from having sex, People in Christian circles just say, sex is bad. Sex is bad. Don't talk about it. Like, or just don't talk or, about yeah, it. Yeah, just don't talk about it. We're not going to do it. You don't even say the word. Like, it's super taboo. Yeah. And that light bulb went off like, oh my gosh, he's right. This is going to be a great thing. 
in the right context the way God designed it. And that's the point he was trying to make. So like you said, it's a great thing, but it's all about your perspective in regards to how God designed it and when he designed for it to take place. Right. So I'm really glad you said that. Yes. Okay. So let's look at, like we were saying, this is a come down to what Bethany and Kristen think. We're going to tell you what we think, but what we think is going to be an interpretation of what we believe scripture says. Yes. So the first thing I want to look at is, we've talked about this a lot. There's no how-to guide in the Bible for what we call modern dating. And we realize that relationships didn't operate like they do now in the Bible. In scripture, there are basically two groupings of relationships. There's married, and then there's quote-unquote brothers and sisters in Christ. That's it. <laughs> You've got two options. And in 1 Timothy 5, 2, it's saying, well, it just, it just says older women as mothers, but it's saying treat older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Same thing is true as a woman for your brothers in Christ. Treat them as brothers with all purity. So unless you're married, that's your other option. Just because we in 21st century America have this modern system we call dating doesn't mean scripture is not sufficient. That still falls into one of these two categories. So your mindset should be, okay, we're not married. So this is my brother in Christ. How am I going to treat him when it comes to the physical aspect of our relationship? And don't say, well, we're almost married. We're going to get married. We're practically engaged, whatever it is. Your boyfriend is not your quote unquote almost husband. That's not a thing for sure. (laughs) And this isn't hand grenades and horseshoes. So almost doesn't Doesn't count. count. So that's just a bad argument from the beginning. Yeah. That whole idea. Hebrews 13, 4 says marriage is to be held in honor among all. And the marriage bed is to be undefiled. And undefiled is just another word for pure. It's not to be defiled. (laughs) So you've got brothers and sisters and you're supposed to treat anyone who's not your husband as a brother and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. So almost married, we're going to get married. We're planning to get married. We're getting engaged soon. We're going to do it anyway once we're married. Whatever thing you want to we say. We are engaged. Yeah. Even. I mean, yes. my mom was engaged to a guy and she talks about it all the time before she met my dad and was like, mm-hmm. we could have totally been excuse. Oh, we're engaged. We're going to get married. Yeah. My dad was engaged before. Yeah. Yeah. Before my mom. Even too, that so, is yeah. not. No, it's enough. not. That one thing should be a big determining factor in what you decide is okay and what is not is this is my brother in Christ first and foremost. And he's your brother in Christ once you're married too. But there are a separate set of guidelines that are laid out for marriage. And those obviously go into effect then. Mm-hmm. That's super good. I'm glad you pulled both mm-hmm. of those just to talk about each side of that. And I think one other passage I want to talk about that came to mind as we were planning this was Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 12, which mm-hmm. you are probably already familiar with the second half of Proverbs 31 talking about just what a godly wife and mom looks like but i love these first three verses of the passage that say a wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value and this is the part i want to talk about she brings him good not harm all the days of her life in other words the way that you conduct yourself in relationships now either because before you meet your husband or even if you're dating him now communicates how much you value your future husband because you're thinking with the futuristic mindset of okay how I'm acting now and how I'm conducting myself now and how I'm interacting with this guy now 
is either going to honor or dishonor the guy that I'm going to marry one day. And so I think you ask yourself that question every time you're faced with a decision or you're in a situation where you could progress in your physical relationship with the guy you're dating. You ask yourself, by doing this, am I honoring the man that I'm going to marry? I think that's a great filter to think through. And you know the answer to that question when you ask it. If you're saying how far is too far, how, you know, what can we do and it still be okay? A lot of times you're looking for license and validation that what you want to do is okay when you know that it's not. So ask yourself that question. You know, your conscience is there. It will tell you, don't ignore that. Mm -hmm. Don't still go looking for someone to say, oh no, that's fine. Yeah. To make yourself feel better when you know good and well it's not. Definitely. And I know we keep harping on this, but you still need to ask yourself this question, even if you think you're going to marry the guy you're with. And just to be very honest and vulnerable with you guys, apparently that's become a trend this season. I was dating a guy who I was pretty much convinced that I was going to marry and we're not together anymore. So if I had had the mentality when we were together of, oh, we're going to get married anyways, or it's okay if we go a little further, it's fine. I would have been devastated now because I would have gone further than I wanted to with someone that I didn't end up with. And so I want to encourage you to have this mindset because I want you to be careful with your boundaries, especially as a relationship that you're in becomes more serious. And even if you're not dating someone right now, you will get to the point where a relationship will become more Mm -hmm. and more serious. And you never know how things are going to turn out until you say I do. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage you just from a practical standpoint, because we are fallen sinful human beings and we're all going to mess up in some capacity in this. So Wherever you have decided your boundary is that you will absolutely not cross, whatever that is for you, make your actual boundary several steps before that. It gives you a little bit of a warning area where in your head you know, oh, we're getting closer to, and you don't do it knowing that you can go past it anyway. Make that a hard line in your mind, but do that to put that safeguard in place because this is not an easy thing. Like we've talked about before, when you're talking about fighting for your purity, it's fighting for, you don't fight for something, one, that's not important and you don't fight for something that's not hard. A fight is hard. It's not, you know, relaxing for your purity or, (laughs) you know, whatever other adjective you want to put in there. Adjective? Adverb? Verb. Oh yeah. I'm dumb. It's Wow. (laughs) Anyway. Grammar is hard, guys. It's it just is. hard sometimes. Anyway, it's a fight and you need to know that ahead of time is mm-hmm. what I was trying to get at. Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. So you may be saying, okay, I've got all that. I, I get it, but I still don't know what to do. <laughs> fair question. Yes, fair it statement. is. And I'm going to just tell you right now, if you're like, okay, great. You've got your pen and paper out and you're like, this is it. They're going to give us that list now. Well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> We are not going to give you a list or just tell you what all of our standards and boundaries are. We have our standards and boundaries because we think they're right, because we think they're good, because that's where our convictions lie. But they may not be exactly the same as your convictions. And we don't want to give you a list that will make you go, oh, well, that's normal. That's where I should be. And you're fighting your conscience if that's not where your conviction is, because you're like, well, this is what they said is okay. We're not going to do that. We're going to point you back to scripture and point you to prayer and spend time with, you know, talking to your mentors or your parents or people in your life who you trust and value and who know you. We're not just going to give you a step-by-step list. We're going to give you some good rules of thumb and different things like that, but we're not going to just list out 
all of our boundaries or standards for you all at once. Yeah, because we all have things that make us uncomfortable when it comes to the physical part of a relationship. And we want whatever that is for you to influence your boundaries, not what is uncomfortable for us. Because even me and Bethany have some Mm -hmm. different things. A lot of ours line up, but then some of them are very different. And that's okay. But we want you to set boundaries based on your convictions and your time spent studying scripture and really, you know, asking the Lord to search your heart on this so that you can set that in place. And then like Bethany said, set it in a place where you've got a little bit of a guardrail there. So you're not riding on the edge of the cliff. And if you make one mistake, you're, you're done. Mm. As much as we love list making, as y'all have learned, (laughs) this is one thing we were very adamant about not just listing out a set of things Mm -hmm. for you guys. Mm -hmm. One other thing that I will add here, just because your convictions are different from somebody else's, as far as, as long as, you know, the black and white things that are outlined in scripture, those are wrong or right or Mm -hmm. however you want to swing it. But the things that aren't addressed in scripture, those may be different from other people, but that doesn't mean that one of you is wrong necessarily. Like me and Bethany, we've joked about before where I would kiss somebody on a first date. Bethany does not. That's a, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a boundary, but that's well, just something, but it uh-huh. could be. And neither one of them is more right or more wrong than the other, but that's our personal take on it. And it goes back to the heart. If you've got a friend though, who you're like, oh man, I really don't think that's okay. I really don't think that's a good idea. Talk to them about it. Don't go in guns a blazing saying, you're a horrible person. What are you doing? But go say, hey, I've noticed this. You're my friend. I love you. I'm concerned about your heart mm-hmm. in this. What is your motivation? What are you thinking? Where are you at with this? And have a conversation. Maybe you're misinterpreting. Maybe they need someone to come tell them that. Maybe mm-hmm. the Lord uses other Christians to help us in our walk with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe you going to her and saying, hey, I'm a little concerned about this or where this might lead is what she needs to either snap out of it or is that little courage she needs to say, yes, you're right and have that t- tough conversation with mm-hmm. her boyfriend. Yeah. So don't sit in judgment. Go yes. and love and talk to your friend. Yes. As Bethany says, don't date in a bubble. No. While we're on this topic, this isn't in the notes. So this is a freebie. Uh, <laughs> one thing that has helped me as a practical piece of advice is I have talked to my married friends and been like, Hey, without getting too personal, without getting too personal. Yes. Or if you have a really close friend, Mm -hmm. maybe it will get personal. I don't know. That's, that's your business. But what kind of boundaries did you have or what boundaries do you wish you had had or what worked? What, what, yes. What would you do differently if you could go back? And that gives some great perspective from someone Mm -hmm. who has walked through that entire process and who is now married to that person and I did that not long ago with Melanie Uh and she gave me some great advice and great insight and I think that can be a really valuable thing to do if you're as you're trying to figure out what your boundaries are going to be yeah okay so two we are going to give you two good rules of thumb I think or at least I think they're good anyway (laughs) tell us if we have to think they're good because they're ours um rule of thumb number one don't do anything you wouldn't want the person you're with to have done with the last person they dated. My pastor said this and I've never forgotten it. And I think it's a fantastic rule because I mean, let's think about what you're about to do. Would you have wanted him to have done it with somebody else? And most likely the answer is probably no Mm -hmm. for most things, Mm -hmm. maybe not everything, but most things. So I think it's just a good question 
yeah to ask yourself as you are progressing in your physical mm-hmm. relationship and the other thing he always says when he talks about this my pastor will say no one ever says man i wish we had gotten physical faster yeah so don't feel like you've got to rush it either no you can take as long as you want to mm-hmm. get there you don't have to but i don't think there's any harm it's probably better yes in prolonging that progression sure so oh yeah and then the second thing and this i've heard this in general from multiple different people and places is look at it as the difference between affection and arousal you know the difference affection and we're not like we've said we're not going to give you a list but i guess on the forehead holding hands putting your arm around them like those things are affectionate they demonstrate care they demonstrate that you you know really care about this person that you're dating that's all well and good affection is good then there are things that are solely intended to prepare for sex that's that line Mm -hmm. those things should be off the table and that line will be different for different people Mm -hmm. and that's all i mean yeah plain and simple you know the difference yes and this is where communication is so important. And we yeah. talk about communication, communication, communication. Y'all have heard us say this word a bajillion times <laughs> at this point, if you have stuck around for a while. Yeah. But talk about this with the guy you're dating. Yeah. Talk about it early on. Yes. Establish what you're comfortable with and what you're not. And I think you both have to be on the same page for this to work. Yes. But establish those boundaries. And we talk about boundaries, but your boundaries, yes, they are going to be, okay, what physically are we okay with and what are we not? But then there are also other boundaries that are going to be in regards to situations to help you keep the physical boundaries in place. One I have is I won't spend time alone at my house, at his house, at anyone else's house, apartment, whatever, with the guy I'm dating. Is there something sinful about being alone in a house together? No, I don't think so. But that boundary is in place because when you're totally alone in a house like that, that easily leads to other temptations. So it, that boundary is in place so that my other boundaries can stay in place. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. The earlier, like Bethany said, you can bring this up and talk about this, the better. And there's just, there is a sense of accountability that comes from it, but especially when it's said out loud to another person, you both know. Mm-hmm. So just talk about it. I think it's a good idea, too, to have a couple that you talk, you both talk to that will check in on you and ask the tough questions and say, how are you doing in this? What are you struggling with? What can I help you with? All of those things that not everyone would just ask you. I think it's important to have someone in your life who asks you those things. The more accountability I think you can get with this, the better. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when Melanie and Trey were dating, and they went to uh, a wedding that was out of state and got separate hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. They were, I can't remember if they were engaged or if they were still just dating, but (laughs) Melanie told me, she's like, I need you to call me at 10 p.m. when Mm -hmm. we are checking in and to make sure I'm in my room alone. Yeah. I said, okay. And so I did. And she was, and it was fine, but I knew what they were, where they were going. I knew what the plan was. I had my role in this (laughs) and I fulfilled it and I think things like that the more you can implement that accountability Mm -hmm. from other people the easier the fight is going to be it's not going to be easy but it can get easier sure so please hear me when I say this as you're communicating and deciding what your boundaries are going to be what you're comfortable with and what you're not do not let him 
pressure you. I'm going to get a little bit tough here because this is just very important to me and I want to be loving but tough in this. You do not have to do anything you do not want to do physically and you shouldn't do anything you're not Mm -hmm. comfortable with. There is no reason you should have to do anything you do not want to do. Ladies, I know this is going to sound harsh, but I really need you to hear me when I say this. If he is trying to pressure you into doing something that you're not comfortable with, that is not love. No. I don't care if he is saying he loves you. I don't care if he is saying he will love you if you will do this. That is not love. No. That is. It's selfish. It is selfish. And it is not okay. And that is not honoring of you. And that is not caring of you or cherishing of you or anything like that. And it doesn't come from a heart that is looking to honor the Lord. Exactly. It's looking to honor self. Yes. And to get what you want in that moment. And that's it. Yeah. It's a very self-focused thing. So if you are in a relationship with someone who is pressuring you, who has pressured you, who is continuing to pressure you, it's not love. And And I... hate that because I know there's a good chance you probably love him and you Mm -hmm. want to stay with him and you don't want to make him upset and you want to please him and everything, but it is not worth sacrificing your purity. No. For someone like that. And remember in this instance, love is not a feeling. Yes. He may feel like he loves you. You may feel like you love him, but true love is selflessly doing what is best for the other person, selflessly putting them before you, honoring the Lord at this, whatever sacrifice that takes. That is true love. I mean, we go back to first Corinthians 13. We talked about this passage a while back where love is defined. Love is not self-seeking. Verse five, it does not dishonor others. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices in what is good. Those are the true definitions of love. And if he loves you, he will do those things and treat you that way. So soapbox is climbed off of, but I just wanted to say that really quick. (laughs) And I would just add to right there, pray for each other and your relationship. Pray that the Lord would give you strength. Pray that he would give you direction. Pray that he would give you wisdom and know that he wants to give you those things. When you are praying for things that he has said are good and has promised he will give them to you. You have to seek. It's not just a zap, but if you are truly seeking the Lord, praying for each other, praying for wisdom, seeking the Lord through his word, he will honor that. He will be faithful to his promises to make you wiser through his word. So make that a priority. And I think you'll be in a good place moving forward. Definitely. Now you may be sitting here and asking and thinking, okay, well, what if I've already messed up or what if I mess up in the future? Like what if I set this boundary and I cross it, then what happens? I mean, this is a struggle for everyone and it may look different for different people, but fighting, like Bethany said, it's a fight. Fighting for your purity is something that everybody deals with. This is not one of those things where some people struggle with it and some people are like, oh, I'm just perfectly skipping along this path and I never have a problem. Like, (laughs) this is a big deal. That's why everybody asks this question. Well, and here's too, we're not coming at this from a place of sitting up on our high horse and just telling everyone how to do what we've done. We haven't kept our boundaries perfectly. No. We have things that we're like, oh, I really wish... I had thought about that ahead of time. I really, we hadn't done that or whatever. 
like for example, you know, I was talking about the I have a boundary of not being alone in a house with someone. I've not kept that. You know, that it's not always convenient, you know, to mm-hmm. not to try to always have someone else in a place where you are. That's not always convenient. It's not always easy. So but my encouragement would be don't take the easy route. Mm-hmm. If it's something that's worth fighting for, then do the fighting. Do the hard things. Do the inconvenient things. It'll be worth it in the end. But hear us when we say we have not kept our boundaries perfectly. Oh, gosh, no. I have definitely messed up when it comes to this. And you will, too. You're not going to do this perfectly, just like we haven't. And you will most likely make mistakes when Mm -hmm. it comes to your purity. But just because you mess up once or just because you have messed up before doesn't mean there's no going back. Mm -hmm. There is grace. That is, this is a beautiful example of why grace is so necessary in your walk with the Lord. And I think what's important here is that you are repentant Mm -hmm. and you are still going to keep trying. You're still going to keep fighting. Yes, you're going to make a mistake. Yes, you may have a setback. Yes, you may, you know, screw up once or twice, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep fighting. You shouldn't keep moving forward because you are forgiven. You've already been forgiven. You were forgiven before you even made the mistake. That's why Christ died for us was to forgive you before you even set foot on this Mm -hmm. earth. And so live in that freedom that grace offers us and that salvation offers us because there's no shame and there's no condemnation that remains for you as a follower of Christ that has been taken care of on the cross. And there is no reason you should continue to beat yourself up for it. You should repent and you should, you know, be sorry for what you've done. True repentance brings change. True repentance and true grief over sin brings change. And there is hope and freedom in that change. Otherwise, if there's not change, it's not true repentance. It's just more of, oh, I know I broke a rule and I'm sorry I got caught. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about you've already been forgiven for those mistakes. You know, you... They were nailed to Calvary and it's over. And a cool thing that kind of goes with that, it's not really right in line with this, but it's a quote I've loved. It says, long before Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus, the tree was already planted to meet his need. Oh, I love that. And so just, like I said, it's kind of, it just made me think of it. But know that God sees you. He knows what you've done. He knew what you were going to do. And Christ still went to the cross. You can't get to a place of being too far gone or not worth loving. You can't out-sin grace. Now, don't try. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. But you can't out-sin grace. Mm-hmm. So grieve your sin, repent of it, and then move forward in the freedom that forgiveness. That's really good. I love that. You can't out-sin grace. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to wrap up, where do we go from here, Bethany? We have laid it all out there. Sort of. Um, <laughs> without the black and white list that people mm-hmm. were possibly expecting. But we have talked about a lot in yeah. regards to how far is too far. So how do we wrap this up? There's one more verse I want to share. Well, it's actually a couple together. But these verses, I think, give us the picture of where do you go from here. Regardless of if you have sinned in this area in the past, if you've gone too far, if you've done things you wish you hadn't, you've crossed boundaries you wish you didn't, whether you never have. First Corinthians 6, 18 to 20. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it starts out saying flee from sexual immorality. Flee from it. Run the other direction. Uh, and then it talks about your body as a temple of the Holy Spirit within you. 
you are not your own. And it says you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So the bookends of those verses is what you are to do. Flee sexual immorality and glorify God in your body. That's what you do. Whether you have sinned in the past in this area or whether you have not, if you have, repent, flee immorality and glorify God in your body. If you haven't ever done that, well, that's great. You keep fleeing immorality and you glorify God in your body. That is what you do. Remember, God places boundaries in our lives for our good and for his glory. He doesn't just make rules to make us miserable. He created marriage, like we were saying. He knows what is best, not just good. He is the ultimate good and he loves us. Uh, And like Kristen said, I think way back at the beginning, we had gone to the beach a couple of weeks ago. I think I posted about this on Instagram too. And, you know, you sit there and you watch the ocean and you watch the waves come in and come out. And we were sitting there as the tide was coming in and we had to like move further back on the beach because the waves were getting closer and closer. And it just made me think about the, um, the verses in Job where, you know, the Lord's saying, I think it's Job 38. He's talking about, he has set the boundaries of the ocean. He has said the waves can go this far, but no further. And so we're sitting there watching these waves come up and yet, you know, they're not going to surpass the boundary that God has created for them. He knows exactly how far those waves are coming up. And he is saying no further than this. He does that for our good. He does that for his glory. And think of how big the ocean is, how huge that is. And God says, I have controlled it. He has put those boundaries in place. He is so much bigger than we even know. And in the same way, you know, think of marriage as the ocean. And he says, these are the boundaries for what this looks like and no further. So you trust him, you trust his character, you trust his sovereignty, and you stay within those boundaries, knowing that he knows what is best. He has ordained it to be that way. And we're called to be obedient. Amen. (laughs) We did it. Yeah, we did it. Okay. So guys, thank you for hanging in there with us. It's important. And I know it's a struggle for a lot of people. There's a lot of confusion out there, like we were saying, but God is not a God of confusion. He is a God of order and he is a God of clarity and he has given us everything necessary for life and godliness in his word. So take your confusion, take your wondering and take it to his word. Yes. Pray that he will reveal his will to you and he will. So with that, I think we will leave you and... We'll see you next week. But I do want to remind you real quick, like Kristen mentioned at the beginning, if you are interested in partnering with us as we continue to produce content that is helpful and encouraging to us and you, we're, we're always yes. encouraged when we're done recording to like, wow, you know, I really needed to hear that or I need to talk about that or whatever. So if you like what you're hearing and you want to see more of it, Go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, click on the resources tab and check out the different ways that you can partner with us and support us. There's a lot of good exclusive content just for the people who do that. So go check that out. But until next time, I'm Bethany. I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle.